Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach. I'm here with Laura. Uh, Let's see. First thing I want to do is say thank you and welcome to anybody who might be new to the podcast and checking us out for the first time or second time, third time. You might have found us through the Instagram live that we did with the Gottman Institute. That was a lot of fun. I was down at Laura's house. We were working on the Art and Science of Love workshop that we're going to be teaching for the Institute in October. We would love to give you a discount code if you're interested in joining us. You can register there at gottman.com slash mtr and uh, just shoot me a note on the Instagram and I'll be happy to give you the discount code. I don't remember what it is right now. I also don't remember what we talked about on this episode. We recorded it before I went down there. I think we pretend like I'm already back, which I now I am. But I am sure that as always, it's a pretty cool conversation. Stick around. I wanted to tell you something. My wife thinks I'm having strokes. Not really. Your, but, your wife? Yeah, not really. She doesn't really think I'm having strokes, but I've been doing, I, I think I'm just getting older. I'm just forgetting stuff. So let me tell you something that happened. I spent 45 minutes the other night on the Google trying to figure out how to get my laptop. It's an, it's a MacBook. The keys to light up. You know how like mm-hmm. keyboard in, in the dark, you're supposed to be able to see what you're typing because the keys, they have a yeah. underlit and it couldn't uh-huh. get it to work. And there's buttons that you push and you're supposed to solve all these problems. And 45 minutes, I did this. 40, 45 minutes, Laura. Yeah. In the daylight. No, so in the nighttime. your keys. Okay. In the nighttime. All right. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to show you something. Is it when you plug in your computer? Wait, what is that? This is the pad that goes on top of my keyboard to protect it. Uh-huh. And <laughs> the light can't come through it. Uh-huh. Okay. How long? And it took you 45 minutes to figure that part out? It took me 45 minutes on the internet to figure out why I couldn't get... Is there a question like, do you have something covering your keypad? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no, there wasn't. It's a rubber. It's exactly the same shape as my keyboard. And I got it with my case. And you just lay it down on top and it protects your keys. It also blocks the light. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I think I'm broken. I, I don't think you're broken. I, um, I mean, like what you're describing is like, you know, looking around, searching for your glasses when they're on your head. I know. I've know? had clients tell me, I'm like, where are my glasses? And they're like, they're up, they're up there. They're on they're your like head, old on man. On the computer, on the screen. 
Hey, let's take a, just a second. I'm really excited about this um, ASL that we're going to teach. Like, I think it's going to be really fun, really cool. I and agree. So ASL, if for the listeners who don't know your, your jargon, it's the art and science of love workshop yeah. that the yeah. Gottman Institute has been putting on for like the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were, we were asked to teach for the Gottman Institute. So the registration is all set up through the Institute and we're going to be teaching it, um, which is why you're coming to Bend because we're going to prep. It's actually why we're I gonna... came to Bend. Oh, that's right. Excuse <laughs> me. Why you, ca- didn't we have such a good time? We did. We had so much fun. Wasn't I'm it, so glad that we did that. Wasn't yes. it really, really fun? Yeah. Bend is a beautiful place. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. And we went for like mini walks and you went mountain biking with me. I took um, hold into that movie. You took, you snuggled with my dog in, in bed, which was like really, really sweet. No, <laughs> no. Um, so anyway, just, uh, for the record, we are recording this one week prior to Zach coming. So we are just foretelling our future here. No, I'm really jazzed about it. I mean, like I said, uh, I think a, in a half an hour ago, but also like two weeks ago, I, um, <laughs> I've been going through a bunch of old material that I found that I think is going to be really useful. And I'm excited to take this event and teach it in a way that is uh i think just going to be uh different for people because mm-hmm. a, a they have been teaching it for a really long time mostly it's in a live event in a room with live people right um right but we get to do it uh through the power of zoom which is so lovely and wonderful and nobody's tired of it zoom so nice. but it's cool to think about how to innovate and make people get excited about it and uh enjoy it and and um, i think it's gonna be really so- helpful I think what is going to be helpful is that it's our own personal examples and metaphors. And I think that that's a really interesting piece that I enjoy that I think we excel in. If I'm going to pat myself on the back is that you take concepts, but you tell it in ways or you explain it in ways that resonates for the audience. And it's going to resonate in a lot of different ways. And I think there's a lot of different metaphors that we can use. But one of the things that I will often do is that I will explain repair to couples and then I'll say, okay, now that our session's done and we've done repair and you, you have your repair, I'm going to actually send you this episode that Zach and I recorded. Mm. It was like episode two on skydiving, Mm -hmm. um, how to skydive or something like that. But Mm -hmm. it's your own metaphor of, you know, repair and flooding, emotional flooding and, and, um, taking a break and it just, I'm like, I just want you to hear it because I think that you can hear the same information over and over and over and your brain is going to latch on to something. And, and that's what I'm really excited about is that a lot of these concepts are not new. They're not like, Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. But I think if we can make it interesting, informative, funny, entertaining, valuable to to our couples that are going to participate. I think it's going to be a life-changing weekend. I really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And in case you're wondering because yeah. I'm going to put this out there, um it's October 23rd and 24th. Yeah. And, and it's think, um And you think what? I know. It's at gottman.com/mtr. You should go check it out. Forward slash mtr. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you get the hookup. Um I added something to my parachuting metaphor by the way. Um because there's a part that I've found with people lately, particularly in conflict, right? They're, they want to talk about conflict. And 
I think if you're going to do conflict well, the end should be intimacy. Sorry, I think I just found out what we're talking about today, which is... Okay, uh, and we landed on it. It didn't take long. I mean, um, it's only seven minutes in. The end of conflict should be intimacy, um, or could be intimacy, rather. And I think that there's some things that are baked into it. So the quick version of my parachuting metaphor is when you jump out of a plane, it's really loud, you're disoriented, you can't find yourself. Um, my instructor told me, rule number one, pull the ripcord. Because when you pull the ripcord, A, you don't die, but B... Your body sort of straightens out. Everything calms down. It gets quiet. You can look around. You get a lot more perspective. So people who are in the can middle of conflict. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Can you pull the ripcord too early? Like, are you supposed to wait if you're solo diving? Like, are you supposed to wait a certain amount of time before you pull the ripcord? I mean, uh, not as, I mean, not, uh, I'm sure the technical answer is yes. Right. But the, but um, no, I mean, I think if you pull the ripcord, you're fine. As long as you don't pull it like while you're exiting the plane. That would or be a too late. Like you, yeah. like you definitely, it's better to pull too early than too late, right? It's, it's better to pull the ripcord too early than it is to pull too late. Okay. Yes. All right. However, speaking of too late, this is the part that, uh, that metaphor has changed. Anyway, metaphor, the beginning is most of us who are in conflict, particularly that gets escalated. We're, uh, we're elevated. It's noisy. It's loud. We might be screaming at each other. Maybe we're emotionally flooded. Um, it's really important to learn how to pull the ripcord or just pause just to hit, hit, take, interrupt it so that you can right. straighten up, calm down, get quiet, look around, see what's actually happening. Second part of my metaphor is around the company that I was diving with. Uh, they had us landing in a field and in the middle of the field is a big X. That's the one you're supposed to hit. That's the target, right? right? That's let's call that intimacy yeah. on the edge of the field. There was a barn and they, and for new skydivers, they're like, don't look at the barn, which is hard to do for uh, newbies because we want to orient to something we can actually make sense of in our brains. So like looking at a big field of grass is harder to make sense of then, Oh, I see that building, that building. But if you do look at it, if you focus on it, you'll hit it. And so, cause your body will go over there and, and you'll tear it, you'll break your arm, mm -hmm. you'll tear your parachute, blah, blah, blah. So I've been using this metaphor for years, you know, pull the ripcord, don't look at the barn. Um, so interrupt the conflict and then focus on the thing that you really want. The thing you both want, which is the land on intimacy, the big X. Mm -hmm. I've added this interrupt? new piece though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Before you do that. And I like that what you are saying is, the X is intimacy. And I love that because I think that a lot of couples assume what the X actually is, is solving the problem or winning. I think that there's, there's, they're not clear on what the X actually is. And so I really like that what you're describing is like, Hey, we're going to pull the ripcord and then we're both going to orient ourselves moving closer and closer together toward this X, which is actually feeling more connected, closer together. And yeah. the, the thing that couples get into is like, well, I thought the X was to solve the problem. That's why we're having this conversation in the first place is like, I feel this way. You made me feel this way. I don't want to feel this way again, whatever that might be. And it's like, is that, is that a solvable problem? Is that something that you're actually working toward? Or couples or individuals are just wanting to win. They just want to be right. Yeah. And yeah. we've talked about how that's never, never a good solution. Yeah. So I mean, I like the clarification of what the X actually is. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, again, John will say, and it's at the heart of his research that we'll be discussing at the Art and Science of Love on October 23rd and 24th, which you can find out more about on Gottman.com forward slash MTR. Forward slash MTR. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. Is that the goal of, a, uh, the goal of conflict is understanding. You know, think of that if at the back end of conflict, you have deeper understanding, that's a win for the relationship. That's mm -hmm. a win for the couple. And most people don't have that perspective, which is something that we'll go into quite a bit 
what I want to talk about or what I, what I want to tell you about in terms of adding something to the metaphor was this part, which is, I don't know if you get this question very often, but it's this, which is, um, okay, we're in conflict. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling pretty like calm, but my partner is flooded. My partner is escalated. My partner has crossed the line. How do I do that? Right. How do I pull the ripcord there? Because, or how do, how do we interrupt that piece? Because, um, right. And so the piece of my metaphor that I've added or just remembered, frankly, was if I jump out of a plane and I'm falling and it's, you know, super loud and you can't quite hear and all this other stuff. And then I pass out. What will happen is my instructor will jump out of the plane after me. He's an expert. She's an expert. She will accelerate her body down to mine and she will pull my ripcord. Whoa. That is, that is how that works. There's also a piece of the backpack or the backpack. It's not a backpack. I wrote a song about a backpack. Do you want to hear Parachute? it? Parachute? Yeah, you no, did. Par- What's that song? <laughs> no, let's forget it. We already How's sang it. Goes, it goes back. We sang it like three weeks ago. Um, yeah, I know. There's also, but there's a, there's an altimeter on there that will, that will push the ripcord open. Uh, if you hit a lower, if you go below a certain altitude, it'll like automatically oh, I trigger. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's part of the gig too. I mean, so it's a fail safe oh, cool. that's built in. Still supposed to pull it <laughs> and they still, yeah. they still will rescue you, but I didn't want to sound like a, like, like kind of a whatever. Um, <laughs> So, but, but that piece of the metaphor is actually really helpful in this way, which is if I'm in an argument with my wife and I can see that she's flooded and that she might not even know, mm-hmm. I could be, I mean, me personally, I could go into like super therapist mode and be like, excuse me, Rebecca, uh, what's happening right now is that you're in diffuse physiological arousal and we need to take a break. So I'm going to need you to, uh, calm down, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right. Like never in the mm-hmm. history of calming down has anyone ever been calms right? down by being told to calm exactly. down <laughs> um, or I can find a way to uh, metaphorically jump out of the plane, connect with this person in the midst of the free fall and pull the ripcord so that we both now have an opportunity to calm down and look at the X, right? Like, so um, the, we can t- talk about whether or not you've ever seen this before. What I've been telling couples a lot, and this is actually true in my house is when that happens for us, I have learned to say, I am feeling flooded. I am having a problem right now. Like I might be totally fine. I might be like, right. I'm ready to do this, but I don't like the way it's going. And it's actually going, you know, we have enough awareness of our pattern to understand that it's going problematically, but to say it's my fault. It's me. It's me. It's me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not you because it doesn't help to say you're flooded. You can't talk to me like that. You need to take a break. You need to take Mm -hmm. a break. Yeah. That doesn't work. You know, it's interesting because I actually, I see this quite a bit where, um, (laughs) it is okay. I'm going to just bear with me for a second in this scenario. Let's say that the female is physiologically aroused. She is emotionally flooded. And the way that she shows up when she's emotionally flooded is she is leaking from the eyes and quote unquote hysterical, right? She's Mm. crying. She's really upset. Now, I have a lot of people in my practice where when their female partner in particular gets really upset in heterosexual relationships, the male stops listening. He checks out. He is like, I can't hear you when you are like this. And he checks out. But the way that it plays out in the relationship is you're unacceptable. You are not okay as you are crying and being emotional. And so he ends up pulling away and withdrawing. 
what would be super helpful in that situation is exactly what you're saying, but working as a team rather than saying like, Hey, look, like you're flooded, you're crying. I can't hear you when you're like this, you're hysterical. You need to take a break rather than saying that what you're saying is be the rescuer, be the one who's just going to like own it. But I think it works really well if you are saying it as a team of like, Hey, I think we've gotten to that point now where it's a good, good idea for us to take a break. Um, I'm having a hard time hearing you right now. I think I might be feeling kind of flooded in this moment. And interestingly, in this scenario that I just gave of like the husband that shuts down because he can't hear his female partner, you actually might be emotionally flooded. We, we, we see that a lot of times in males is that they end up stonewalling, kind of retreating, going inside, having a hard time engaging with their partner because they're emotionally flooded, but it's not an external, like they're not crying, weeping, shouting, whatever it might be. It, it's really um, hard to see that. And so I actually find that with the scenario that I gave, where you have one partner who's emotionally flooded, but it shows up, it's very obvious. And then you have another partner who's like, you know, I can't, why, why do you always get like that when we're, when we're in a fight and he's really frustrated, he actually might be flooded as well. And so I like the idea of just both of you working as a team in tandem to say, we need to take a break. Yeah. And working. The, totally. And there's two, there's two, there's one thing that you said that I, that made me bristle and it's in, in this way, which is when you talked about sort of being the rescuer, there's a, um, mm -hmm. you know what Cartman's triangle is? It's the drama triangle that has um, no. a persecutor, rescuer, victim. It's like a mm -mm. pretty toxic triangle that, that we could get into uh, as general postures that people have, or also it just happens like almost like seconds, like immediately just boom, 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 boom within a conflict. Say it again. What is the triangle called? It's called Cartman's triangle. K-R- K-A-R-P-M-A-N, Cartman's Triangle. And the three points on the triangle are persecutor, rescuer, victim. Okay. And I bristled because you, you use the word rescuer because it's not a, mm -hmm. it's not a healthy term, right? Um, the rescuer is coming into the situation by saying, I can fix you. I, I, I have, I got this, you know, mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. Versus I think the, the, the pivot is the helper right? It's the teammate. It's the friend. So I did yeah. bristle at rescuer um, only in that way, because here's the thing about jumping out of that plane with the, my instructor is I, I have an immense amount of trust in my instructor. When my instructor jumps out of that plane to rocket their body toward mine to pull a ripcord, yes, they are rescuing, but that's coming from an agreement about that they get to do that out of a piece of, you know, expertise or partnership or trust that I think mm -hmm. is just like needed inside the relationship, which is why a lot of this stuff, particularly around pulling the ripcord either together or pulling the other's ripcord has to be established by agreement, you know? Right. So for example, if I, if I jump out of the plane, I'm having a great time. I make a decision to delay my ripcord by uh, five seconds. Guy jumps out of the plane, comes and gets me and grabs my ripcord. I'm going to be mad about that. Right. I'm going to be right. mad that there's that. Uh, and I don't know. That kind of breaks down a little bit because it was my first time. And uh, but whatever. I mean, I think there has to be some sense of agreement about the role we get to play in helping each other. Yeah. Because because correction isn't always persecution um, and mm -hmm. feeling sad isn't always being a victim um, mm -hmm. or feeling hurt isn't always being a victim. And I think we can we need to establish some of those, uh, you know, agreements up front in order to make sure that, mm -hmm. that we're not, um, 
playing a part that the other one hasn't entrusted us to play. So, I mean, I think of the ways that we do that, of having the conversation we talk about, having the conversation about sex, not when you're in the middle of bad sex, having the conversation about sex (laughs) while you're on a walk, eating a cheeseburger, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, whatever it might be. It's like you want to have the conversation about the agreement about conflict when you're not in conflict and when you're not feeling flooded. And it's just great, like... Next time you're just kind of like, dang, man, what do we talk about in our therapy session? Maybe it's, hey, let's come up with some agreements. Like, what does it actually look like when I'm in conflict, but I don't need my ripcord pulled or I don't need to pull my ripcord? I might Mm -hmm. be crying, but that doesn't mean I'm flooded. Crying for me is a very natural expression and that's okay with me. And I'm not flooded and I don't need to, you know, like calm down or take a break. But what I might need is I might need for you to sit down because when you stand up, that is really hard mm, for me yeah, for yeah, whatever yeah. reason, having that posture over me. Yeah. And I do think there's a difference between what I need is and what I think I need is oh, and we've talked about mm-hmm. that many, many times, but I, I, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if conflict is going to lead to intimacy, it has to be, it has to be vetted and explored and, and, and that integrate and investigated with some degree of like, Humility, I think, right? A lot of why we get into conflict is because we, we we abandon humility and we go straight to like sort of grandiosity or bigness or, oh, hell, oh no, you didn't, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to this couple yesterday and she said something, which just, again, it kind of struck me because she said, okay, what is what happens is I'll be just moseying along in my everyday life and then a conflict will happen. And then we go this way and we spiral out. I go, actually, that's not what happens at all. And she was like, wait, what? And I said, what happens is you guys are moseying through your life. You're doing your thing. And then an issue comes up. Okay. And somewhere that issue becomes a conflict. Somehow that issue becomes a conflict. And the issue might be around the bedtime ritual, right? Which they just disagree about because he's tactile, active parent and wants to like wrestle with this kid before bedtime. And she's like, no, <laughs> it's 730. Kid needs to go to bed at 7. So here's an issue, right? Now, when that issue gets addressed through the lens of persecutor or rescuer or victim, that's going to become a conflict that is okay. just going to happen. And so, you know, if I, if I'm really interested in having this become more about intimacy, then I have to pause somewhere around that issue to conflict moment and say, what do I really want at the at the back end of this? You know, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to remind people, I think I, I think I feel like it's, I feel like I'm saying, I'm repeating a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Almost everything you argue about is meaningless. Almost everything. Unless what you're arguing about is, Hey, I just want to feel closer to you. Like, and this is in the way Mm because that's the issue. It's not the bedtime. It's not seven 30 versus eight. And it's not, you know, it's just like, I just want to feel like, I want to feel in agreement. I want to feel like we're parenting. I want to feel like you have my back. I want to feel totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said something that really reminded me of something that I have been doing a lot of, which is couples coming into my office and doing the big verbal dump. Holy crap, Laura, we haven't seen you for two weeks. Here's all of the things that we've been going through. And it's just this like, bleh. And I, I literally have to stop them. Hopefully people don't think I'm rude, <laughs> but I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Zach would never, ever feel like he was <laughs> afraid of being rude. 
Um, but I will go, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you get into this, before like you start to state your case, explain what's been going on. I want, I just want to know what's the end result. What are, just by bringing this up in this? session, why are we talking about this? What is the, what is the end goal that you want to achieve? And man, do I get the deer in the headlights <laughs> look of like, wait, you're trying to tell me that there's a goal that we're going here after? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, are are you wanting to feel like, uh, you know, validation? Are you wanting to feel heard and understood? Are you wanting to solve some kind of a problem here? Do you want to just get this out there because you've been avoiding it for the last two weeks ever since until you came into my office and now all of a sudden you have like the referee sitting in front of you, mm -hmm. which by the way, we are not referees, mm -hmm. but I just, I like, I'll want play referee. To you want me to, you just have to tell me that's what you want. Tell me what's the goal. What's, what's my role. In I mean, all I, we, I want you to referee. I like, great. It's a waste of your time, but sure. I'll play referee. Great. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like very expensive referee session. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that it is really important to start with the end in mind. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that, that, I think, you know, the, this deer in headlights moment, uh, it, it is the pivot, right? We, we have to know like what it is. Cause I get the same conversation, the same one I was telling you about. The woman said, um, she said, I just want to be helpful. So hold on, let me give you some context because I want to be helpful. And I said, okay, can I stop you right there? Like, uh, who, who are you being helpful to me, Zach? Like, are you being helpful to me? Like just to give me information that I don't have, or are you being helpful mm -hmm. to you, you know, husband, or are you being helpful to, to like, what, what do you mean you want to be helpful? Um, mm -hmm. because I don't think she really wanted to be helpful. I think she wanted to say, well, let me let you know what really happened mm -hmm. so that you can kind of, and I was like, because again, we're still trying to figure out what happens in that moment between is issue and conflict because an issue doesn't have to become a conflict. Um, mm -hmm. an issue can when managed with emotional intelligence lead to intimacy. And I think that can be really, really lovely. I mean, you land on that X in the middle of the field and you're like, holy cow. I did it. Yeah. I, this is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny because I think like you're, you said an issue doesn't have to become conflict and a conflict doesn't have to become combative. And I remembering like yeah. your, your rungs on the ladder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like that. Conflict doesn't um, have to become combat. Yeah. Combat. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you know what I've always wanted well, to do, but I have never figured out how to do. And this, this what? is, um, Remember like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe it was right before COVID started. I was taking all those martial arts classes. I um, don't remember that. I was, I, I was at this, I was at a martial arts gym basically. And okay. I was learning how to do this oh, stuff. You were but what I learned, boxing? it was a boxing gym. Yeah. I mean, it was a yeah. boxing gym, but it was martial arts and I wasn't in a ring. I was like in a whatever, but, but what yeah. was very apparent to me, and this is why I was not that good at it. And I was, <laughs> I'm not going to say I was glad COVID happened because I got to cancel my gym membership. That's not at all, but that is what happened. But I, uh, I don't dance. I'm not a dancer. And that martial arts, all that martial arts stuff is, is much more choreography than combat. It's much more about learning the art of conflict than mm -hmm. like the, than the power. Right. And so yeah. I think that's what we're talking about is trying to figure out how to do these conversations on the walk or with the cheeseburger in a way that becomes artistic. <laughs> that is not, um, you know, again, trying to do, do it while you're doing it, because that's mm -hmm. much more of the, like now we're in the ring. You're not going to be able to do that stuff if you're in the ring. Yeah. There's 14 metaphors for you to untangle. 
dear listener. <laughs> I know. I'm always mixing my metaphors and my husband is like, even what are they? Oh man. He says that I mix up my, um, uh, like my phrases, the, like the, the crazy English phrases that we have. What are they called? It starts with like a D. Oh, Holden. Uh, it's funny. You told me about Holden, learned about idioms. And I was like, what's an idiom? And he's like, idioms. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Is that How the word you that you're know looking That's for? what I was talking about. It's an idiom. It had a D in it. Um, I pay attention when I'm, you talk to me. Like, um, yeah, well, that makes yeah. one of us. Huh? All right. <laughs> hey, um, thanks for coming to my house. I really appreciated you spending. <laughs> it was fun to be there. I was glad I got to see it. <laughs> hey, speaking of this, you guys, let me just tell you a little story about boundaries. So um, okay. I'm an introvert and I like my space. And Zach said, hey, I'm going to come into town what days are we working? And I said, we're going to work Thursday and Friday. And he says, great. I booked a plane ticket for Wednesday to Sunday. (laughs) And I was like, this is not going to work out very well. I just need you to know. Um, He was messing with me though, but I just, uh, I'm pretty good about my boundaries and you did a pretty solid job of trying to mess with me. Well, I, I owed you. Yeah, you did. I've given you quite quite a lot of material to work with in the last couple of years. Okay, hey, bye. let's land this plane. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. We mentioned the art and science of love. It's the workshop that Zach and I are going to be hosting um, in partnership with the Gottman Institute. You can find out more by going to Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N.com forward slash M-T-R to register. There are limited spots. So if you are interested in doing this weekend workshop with us, it goes from about eight o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon. You get to join us from your own living room, your own couch. You get to hang out with Zach and myself. We'll have roving therapists that'll be there to support you in um, doing the, the exercises with your partner, any questions that you might have. But we're pretty excited to do this. If you want to spend more time with us, just go to gottman.com forward slash MTR. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.